What up, what up, y'all? Happy Truckin' Hustle Tuesdays. We back. Um, welcome, everybody, to the show. Today, we talk to my brother, Larry Catherine, a.k.a. the Trucking Consultant. Um, Larry's a good brother, also Hustle fam, a supporter of the show from day one. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, a few housekeeping items. Um, number one, I want to make sure that everybody go right now and rate and review the show. Um, we've been getting some amazing reviews and amazing feedback on the show. We want to keep that up, you know, by, by rating and reviewing the show. It, it helps the algorithm um, suggest the show and it also spreads awareness about the show, uh, you know, to, to people who don't know, new listeners. So we want to definitely, you know, be as inclusive as possible and, you know, just keep on building this audience, keep on spreading this information. Um, I um, also, also... Let me give a shout out to our sponsor, um, Juice Easy. Um, Juice Easy is based in Houston, Texas. Uh, they have two locations, one at the Galleria Mall in Houston and also one on the East End. Um, but they also do sell their juice detoxes online at JuiceEasyOnline.com. Um, so if you're interested in ju- juicing, you know, getting fresh press juice, give them a shout. Go check them out. Um, get yourself a detox. Um, they'll hook you up. And, you know, when you go, make sure you put in the code TRUCK, T-R-U-C-K-N, HUSTLE, H-U-S-T-L-E, 15, for 15% off. All right? Um, also, make sure you guys are checking out our lives. Um, we go live every Tuesday, every Tuesday night. Um, and, you know, sometimes we popping up throughout the week. So always uh, listen for the live drop. You know, my goal is to kind of have an overtime with the guests that we speak to, um, you know, that that you guys listen to during the day when the podcast drops. You know, I want to bring them to you um, later on that day or later on in the week. Sometimes, you know, if if schedules conflict, um, you know, to kind of give you guys an opportunity to ask your direct questions, the things that I I didn't mention in the podcast or the things that you, you know, you kind of thought of and and you want to throw out there to them. So, you know, this is an educational platform. That's what we're here for to keep on um, spreading the knowledge. Each one teach one, you know. So without further ado, let's get the show started. Um, Put your ears on. And if you smell something burning, it's what? It's only your desire. What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley. And welcome to Truckin' Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. But look at the rate that Landstar has. Mm. The, the rates are way higher than the other rates that, that's out here on the load board that you can find on the DAT load board. The rates are through the roof. So, gotcha. yeah, you can afford to give up that 35%. But then somebody will come to me and say, well, what about, uh, what, man, I'm over here at my company, man, and I get 80%, I get 80% man, of, of the load. I, I talked to one guy. This guy said he gets 90% of the load. But I'm like, man, 90% of what, though? Turn my mic up. Take there, yeah, yeah, uh, on the road to the riches, life takes a toll like bridges, good friends become foes and snitches, better watch who knows in your business. 
All right, well, well, yeah. well, let's get into it, man. Tell me a little bit. Let's let's get into your story, man. You know, where where are you from? Well, I'm from I'm, I'm from Rome, Georgia, man, the home of the Seven Hills. And okay. every time I talk to somebody, man, I always got to get a credit to Jesus, man. You okay. know, I always say, blessing the Lord, highly favored, excited about Jesus, excited about the word of God. My cup is running over, and I still want some more because without him, man, I wouldn't be anything. I mean, because <laughs> a lot of the concepts and different things that I come up with, I don't even come up with them. It's right. like, boom, and they're right. there. Right, right, right. When it comes to marketing, when it comes to trucking and stuff like that, like I, I've been some type of a, like a self-help type of guy. Okay. Where, um, you know, I don't have to learn a lot of stuff by myself. And I've been, I've always been the type of person that looks for a mentor and been looking for somebody for a long time. I didn't have nobody. Mm. And so to make something happen. But now, you know, it's it's so many mentors and different people out there now that, you know, that can help different individuals. So, you know, I'm, I, I come from a, I come from the streets, and uh, you know, didn't have much growing up, and and uh, didn't didn't aspire to be much uh, as far as business wise, um, except for you know, drug dealing and stuff like that. You know? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> that's what I wanted. That's that was my ultimate goal in life to be a kingpin. Wow. Until. The age of sixteen, when when that when that changed radically for me, that's when okay. I gave my life to Christ, and I was uh, doing um, and I started looking at different ways of making money legally and stuff like that. And I came up around some different individuals that had more than what I had, and I'm like, hey, wait a minute now, <laughs> now you got this, you got this, you didn't have to sell dope or rob nobody to get it. Mm, like okay. I knew I could do something, right? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Coming from that, um, you know, it was a, kind of like an up and down road, a roller coaster, trying to figure out what I wanted to do in life and who I wanted to become, you know, to bring revenue into the house and to build a legacy for my family. So, um, uh, you know, I've uh, had a, a, a restaurant, concession stand. Um, I've, I've done all. I've done that and done, um, you know, marketing and. You know, all kind of stuff. So. Okay. So, so, so let, let's, let's rewind a little bit. So you said you came across some, some different individuals that kind of steered you away from the street thing in, into yeah. kind of like more entrepreneurial um, direction, right? Yeah. So, and and, and yeah. then you mentioned that you started several businesses. So tell me about, you know, those, those mentors that kind of guided you away from the street. And then talk to me about some of those, like, like getting in, in depth with some of those businesses that you had from the beginning. Okay, so first of all, I had a mentor. This is this is the first person that I, you know, that I looked up to that had uh, more than what I had. I seen them start. I seen them when they was uh, in the business. Uh, the business didn't do too well. Uh, didn't pan out too well for them. But it gave me hope for. Uh, it gave me hope for what I could do. Okay. Uh, that that person was. Uh, he eventually became my pastor. And uh, you know, I, I always accredit him because he's kind of like the one who like put uh, who like kind of like took me off the streets. You know okay. What I'm saying? Okay, gotcha. Hey, look, you can do this, you can do that. You, you know, it's it's better out there for you. And so I, I attribute that to my pastor Eric Mosley. And um, and so uh, from from that, from being around him, I was able to be around other people. Okay. And so gotcha. the other people that I was around that uh that had like more people and you know, because it's like, man, it, it only just takes one person 
mm. uh, to cross over into another circle of people. Right. He changed your environment. Yeah, it changed my whole environment. So mm-hmm. instead of going over here, hanging out with somebody who was a dope boy or somebody who wanted to rob somebody, I was hanging out with a whole different dynamic of people over here that was going to school, people that wanted businesses, people that wanted to do more for themselves and they wanted to do it legally, people okay. that wasn't even about the streets and stuff like that. So that had a major Im- impact on my life. Um, <clears throat> that had a major impact on my life, and it, it taught me – it taught me this right here. Uh, if you ever want to become, you know, somebody different, you're going to have to change your environment and change the things that you do. For because sure. if you don't change your environment, change the pe- change the things that you do and change the people that you're around, you eventually become the person that you didn't want to become. Because uh-huh. the people who don't have no goal, people who don't have no target in life, guess what? They always hit no goal and no target in life. For sure. You know what I'm saying? For so sure. if you have a goal... If you don't have no goal, guess what? You're going to hit it every single time. Right. They, <laughs> they, they say that you're the average of the, the five people that you spend the most time with, right? So that, that, yeah. that, that that's pretty much that. Yeah. Okay. And so, Go ahead. I'm, I'm listening. And so that, that was, he was very influential in my life um, um, to the point of, okay, they will push me uh, in my confidence. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I didn't feel very confident in different things that I was doing. Because gotcha. I you know, I was a musician and I was a drummer, but I couldn't I couldn't I wasn't confident in what I was doing. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't okay. confident in myself to be able to say, Hey look, I can start a business, I can do this, you know what I'm saying? I can I can I know how to do marketing, you know, uh, and, and like when it comes back to like who I am at the core and what I do at the core and you know, who I've become at the core, like when it when it comes down to like the marketing part of me, mm-hmm. the marketing part of me, man, it's like, Hey, uh, it's like, it comes so natural to me mm-hmm. that, it, you know, like I come up with a marketing strategy. Like you tell me something, I come up with a marketing strategy. Boom. Just mm. like that right there. We, we might, we might, we might have to put that, put that to use, man. I can, I can, yeah. use, I can use some marketing out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what we have to do. I, and I love helping people too, man. Okay. And so with my, with my, with my marketing strategies and stuff, man, I would help people, help these businesses, and I would see people, I would see people that um that needed help, and I would say, hey, look, want to do this and want to do that, and you know, I didn't have the confidence to say, hey, look, I'm the marketing guru, mm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Until somebody came up to me and said, boy, you know what you're doing with that marketing? Gotcha. You. you got that validate that validation? Yeah, yeah. And once I got validated. You know, and they they was a big part of validating me too. You mm. know what I'm saying? Our okay. pastor, you know, his wife, uh, they was a big part of validating me too to the point to where I knew that, hey look, I can do this. Right. I can be more. I can do more. I can you know, and it, it was good to have somebody that was on me doing pushing me to do the things that I wanted to do, uh, whether it be business or, you know, whether it be something in church or whatever it was. So For sure. Yeah. For sure. I always tell people mentorship is essential mm. to life and to, to, to learning and to growing in life. Mm. So tell me about the first business you started and, and, and that experience. What was the first business when you started getting into entrepreneurship and how was that transition? Talk to me about that. Okay. First business I had, man, was, um, uh, it was a concession stand and I was selling barbecue. Okay. And, um, love barbecue. And, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 
we I was doing it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was doing it like completely wrong. Gotcha. And also, just to plug this in here, man, uh-huh. I also have a book called More Than a Conqueror. Mm-hmm. And I go into detail about different stories and different things I had to overcome in my life. You can find that book on Amazon. It's by Larry Cochran. And it's called More Than a Conqueror. Okay. And, but going back to my story, um, man, my first business was becoming uh, was uh, selling barbecue. And this is how it started. Okay. I had a guy, I had a guy that I had, uh, I had rolled by his house. By, uh, rolled by his house and I seen him selling some barbecue. Okay. And and he was like, Hey man, stop by when you get ten and I was like, okay, okay. So then I seen him at another place. He was at a car wash. Okay. And he was selling barbecue. Okay. And so while he was at All right, guys. Truck and Hustle has now partnered with Transpo CFO, powered by Venning. Transpo CFO offers a streamlined monthly subscription for businesses to consolidate their accounting, payroll, and tax needs into one flat monthly rate, saving businesses a tremendous amount of time and money while making their financial operations much smoother for the long road ahead. Check out Transpo CFO in the description below and tell them Truck and Hustle sent you. Now let's get back to the show barbecue uh he was like hey man you want to stop by so i stopped back got the two hot dogs i took two home to the wife okay and um and i took home two home to the to the wife but i ate hers while i was <laughs> while i was, <laughs> and I was like, man that's you know like and so she got one she was like hey you got to give me another one of them hot dogs okay so i went back over there and um while i went back over there i seen the guy and he was like uh Hey man, what's going on? But when I went in there this time, I felt like the Lord had, was speaking to me. He told me, he said, "Hey man, uh, uh, I felt like the Lord said, give him twenty dollars." Okay. And that's what I did. I put okay. twenty dollars out of my pocket, and I just said, "Here man." He was like, "What's this for?" And I said, uh, "Just keep it." He was like, "Man, you want a slab of real?" And I was like, "No, man, don't do it. I don't even eat barbecue like that." Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. <laughs> he was like, yeah, man, you want you want the reals, man? I was like, "No, I don't want them." So. After that, he was like, you sure you don't want that man? So I sat there talk, talking with him for about 20 minutes. After mm. that, he came. He said, hey, man, look, I've been looking for a partner um, selling this selling this barbecue, man. You running around giving out $20 bills. I know you ain't going to steal from it. Right, 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 like, right. Man, first of all, dude, I don't even know how to cook barbecue. Every time I put a hamburger or a hot dog on the grill, right. you know, one of them red grills that you buy from the store, like $25. Every time I put something on there, that thing burns. So I know. <laughs> Sound like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I put the thing. So I told him, man, are you even making any money? This dude pulled out a stack of a stack of money like this right here. It's wow. barely closed. Wow. Man, it reminded me so much of of of, 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 of my past, and I want. I said, you know what? That right there. That's, what, that's what I'm looking for. Okay. And I, okay. I said, hey man, when I start. <laughs> wow. Uh, we were down there. We were selling food. We had one grill and we were selling food on the side of the road. Okay. Um and uh then and it's still in Rome, that, right? You're still in Rome at this time, right? Still in Rome? No, I was in Cartersville at the time because that's when I got married. Okay. I, when I got married, which I just celebrated my fourteenth anniversary. Congratulations. Uh, Congratulations, no doubt. So I was in Cartersville at the time. So uh, about a, uh, so we was together selling barbecue. About a month later, he told me, "Hey, look, man, I'm gonna have to." He said, "I'm getting out of it, man. I'm, I'm 
I'm going to give it to you. Mm. And I was like, give what to me? He was like, man, you can have the whole concept. Mm. So he gave me the whole concept. He let me use the grill. But I found out, man, I can't I can't do this, you know, by myself. And I was looking for a partner. Right. And that's when I found out, hey, look, my pastor, he was a, uh, he was a, uh, he had he knew he knew about catering and stuff like that. Okay, okay. So we got together and we started. Uh, and so I brought him on, and so we became partners. Okay. And man, we became partners, and man, we would we would have a plate. I mean, we would have a two tables set up. <laughs> this is crazy. When I think about this now, it's so against code. <laughs> <laughs> we was outside. Man, don't worry, the statute of limitations is over, man. Nobody's gonna get you. You're good. <laughs> hey, yeah, man. hey, we was outside with two tables, some light bread, <laughs> and some barbecue chicken right. and ribs. Right, right, right. So we started selling that right there, man. And you know, every day we would go out there. We would pray for. We'll pray, man. We we need to sell out. We need to sell out all this stuff we got. For sure. You know what, what, that's what would happen, man. We would sell out all that stuff. So then after that, uh, we got uh, it was uh, uh, we did that for like a few months, mm-hmm. and then cold enforcement came and shut us down. Oh man! It told us we couldn't be out there selling like that. But man, we had got up to we were selling like uh, we started off with like a couple of cases of ribs and like a couple of bags of chicken and and pulled pork. Okay, okay. And so we started off with that right there. I think we, we might have had some sides. I don't I don't can't even remember. Right. right, right. Okay. But uh man, after that right there, uh, when when we got shut down, we had moved up to Thirteen cases of ribs and thirteen cases of ribs. We had it was like nine, nine slabs of ribs in each case. Okay, okay. So we started selling like thirteen cases of ribs, two cases of chicken, and a case of Boston butt. And then <laughs> and we got man. Hey, look, I was, we was working a job plus doing this right here on the weekend. Mm. <laughs> hey. And so that was my first one right there until okay. we got shut down. Okay. And then, you know, then a couple, a few years later, we had got a concession stand. And um, when we got that concession stand, you know, it, it was different. You know, we, everything had to be up to code. But it was cool, though, because we was able to do it. Right. And business, you know, we opened up, business was booming. And then it started to taper off some. And did you, do you know... Uh, that I had an a idea, and two dollars, I'm gonna say two dollars and fifty cents, took my business to a whole nother level. Hmm. I tell people that all the time. Two dollars and fifty cents. Tell me about that. Two dollars and fifty cents. What what happened? I went to the store. You know them stakes that you put in the ground. Yeah. Uh, they like wooden stakes. Yeah. And you nail them into the ground or whatever. Yeah. I went to the store and got got one of those stakes. And I got me a white poster board. Mm. And I put free barbecue on there. Uh. And, you can turn in. and so the the board and that steak plus the marker was like right. $2.50. Right, right, right. I put right, right. barbecue and stood out beside the road. Right. Man, when I stood out beside the road, man, people were passed back. <laughs> and I did not tell you how many wrecks 
Right. It was right there at our concession stand because people were stumbling on it. Boom! You know? <laughs> we, we got to the point. It was almost a daily thing. Here's another wreck. You go out there, you know it's about to be a wreck. <laughs> but you hold that free barbecue thing in it. And right. so what we were doing, we would go and we will get people, you know, you know, like those, uh, the, thing, the little cups that you put uh, ketchup in and wind it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we would take that. We would take some uh, some pulled pork about right. that much, like a pinch of it. Right. We'd give it to them. Giving samples. Once we gave it to them. They'd be like, "Man, this is awesome!" Right, right, so, right, right, right. <laughs> and so, like nine out of the ten people would eventually buy a, sure. a pork sandwich, or they would eventually buy a, a, a pound of pork. And so uh, with them buying, the tenth person didn't buy because we didn't have, we didn't take credit cards at the time. We were just doing straight cash. Got you, got you, got you, got you. So, yeah. so, 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 I mean, talking about that, that that's your marketing right there, right? Like that's that's yeah, an yeah. example of you know being innovative and, and and just being creative and and using your brain to attract more customers. Yeah, yeah. Now that's and a lot true. of times you know, I tell people like this right here. You already got what it takes to be successful on the inside of you. Right. You got to yeah. find out what it is that you can do that that can make you successful. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of people, some people, they they like to argue and they think they can't do nothing. Man, you need to go to you need to go to school to be a paralegal or a lawyer or something. <laughs> you like to argue. <laughs> right. Some people, right. Some, some people look. Some people look amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like you say. Uh, you take Tina Turner legs, man. Rihanna just took her place for her legs. Mm. You see what I mean? Yeah. Everybody yeah. got something. Like yeah. I, like I heard a story about this lady one time. Like uh, she wasn't the best looking lady, but she had some awesome looking hands. Okay. Like her hands was like the best looking hands. And guess what? She became a model for uh, nail polish. Okay. Okay. Right. And, and so everybody got something. It may not sure. be your nails. It may not be your voice. It may not be your looks. But there is something on the inside that you can do to be able to attract some money because, and I, I'm glad we're going on there, and I'm about to scoot on into another area right here. Talk to me. But it's, it's the phrase when Jay-Z, I love this phrase right here. Jay-Z says, he said, um, I'm not a businessman. I'm mm -hmm. a business." Man. Man, there you go. There you okay. go. Shout out to Jay Z. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, when when I when I when I think about that, man, I always think about like, hey, look, you you yourself are the brand. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You are you are the brand, so you represent your brand. Like anybody can draw. Right. Anybody can drive a truck. Right. Anybody can have a podcast. Right. You see what I'm saying? For sure. What happens is. A lot of people that have those things that can do those things, they don't know how to market themselves. Right. And so you have to market your craft. You have to market yourself to the point to where, uh, hey, look, I am the I am the trucking consultant. I am the number one authority when it comes to trucking uh, information. When it comes to you know getting on with trucking companies and what you need to do from A to Z to be able to invest into a truck to be able to become an owner operator if you're trying to transition. What kind of truck you need to buy if you're a starter? What you know, different stuff like that. If you try to build a fleet, what you need to do? Go about that. Right. But I market myself because I am that. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? Got you, got you. So, 
I, I, I like that. All right. Well, since 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 we're we're talking about that, let's kind of let's kind of keep the story moving forward. So you did the concession stand, and at, at some point that you stopped doing that, right? So what happened with that? And where'd you, where where did you move after that? What happened next? Well, uh, I like to say that the, that the business it didn't fail, um, but it wasn't it wasn't making the money that it needed to make. So I started driving trucks as a as a company driver. Okay. Um, at this time, we I had like two more partners, so okay. it was three of us together. And now, what, so, made, now what, what what made you think about even getting into the trucking industry? What was what was that like? I, you go from concession stand, and now I'm driving trucks. How'd that happen? Well, I went I went back. Well, uh, going back to 2007, 2007 was a point where I um, I was looking for a job, didn't have no job, and um, and my uh, son. Was just born. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so I was like, man, I gotta find me something to do. And then I heard stories back in the day. I was like, man, these cats are making some money. For sure. Like, everybody I talked to, they were like, yeah, man, I got two or three houses. I got, and then all the truck drivers that I knew had all kind of big boy toys. They had four wheelers and stuff all over the place. You go to their houses, four wheelers and and SUVs and all kind of stuff everywhere. And I'm trying to figure out, like, man, how are y'all doing all this stuff driving the truck? Right, Of right, course, right. it's not like what it used to be. And I know a lot of older people say, yeah, it used to be like that. It ain't like that no more. But for the newer people, you know, it's still good money. You know sure. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's still good money in trucking. You know, okay. like, if you take a comparison between uh, my, my budget and Donald Trump's budget, uh, he's going to say, man, that little money that you make, man. <laughs> yeah, I remember that time, uh, that video I seen, yeah, I took a small loan from my father of a million dollars. Wait a minute, man. I'm trying to go to the bank to get a thousand dollars. Oh, my gosh. And so, that, the money part is what made me get into it. Okay. Um, and so, like, and my dad used to tell me all the time back in the day, he'd be like, boy, I'm, I don't care what to do. You need to go, um, uh, uh, you need to go and get the CDL. It don't matter if you become a doctor or a lawyer. Mm. You need to go get your CDL because if you go get your CDL, if something, if something happens mm. and you can't go see nobody no more, or something happened and, and everybody's just walking in healing, guess what? Now you can go drive a truck because people That's gonna right. always people gonna always need something transported from point A to point B. And then That's after right. that, he was like, "Don't take no wooden nipples." <laughs> yeah, the, the uh, that CDL is definitely a plan, a plan B pill, man. You, I, I tell yeah. everybody the same thing. You always, if you have an opportunity to get your CDL, get it because you never know, and you always can make money in the trucking industry. Sure. Yes, yes, and, and, and just to branch out just a little bit, um, that goes for any for a trade, regardless. Right, like a lot of people they. Like when I was man, when I was coming up in school, man, the thing was go to college, go to college, go to college. So I wanted to go to college, go to college, go to college. Mm. I wanted to go to a good school, but then you know I went to college for three years and I finished. You know, not because I graduated, I just decided I was finished. There you, you go. Know, so Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah when when I went to college, uh, you know, I don't love like learning in a setting in like that, that. In that kind of environment, got you. Yeah, this type of environment. So, shoot, man, it, it wasn't just a thing for me uh, at the time. Plus, I didn't have the discipline. Now, if I went to college right now, man, I'd be 
If I went to college right now, man, I'd probably be valedictorian because I know how to study. <laughs> I know right. how to learn. I know how to do. You know, I know how to do different right. things. I know how to manage my time better. Right. So, so the college thing, it wasn't for me. Uh, and I tell people like this right here: that if you're gonna go to college, make sure you're prepared. Make sure you have a goal and a and right. a destination instead of just going. Just going. You don't know how to study. You don't know. You know. And if you got to take a couple of years to learn yourself, to learn how to study. It's to learn what you need to do to be able to become uh, uh, successful when you get there so you're not just wasting money on uh-huh. student loans, however you're doing it. Uh-huh. You need to make sure you do that. Yeah. And so I even tell people now, like, uh, go, find, go go to school, for, go to a trade school. Go be a plumber. Go be an electrician. You know, go drive a truck. Because when I was in school, didn't nobody, didn't nobody come to me and say, hey, look, man, you know you can, you know you can make this amount of money driving trucks. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I tell right. people now, I tell, somebody asked me uh, about a month ago, it was a young person, and um, they said, hey, man, what what I need to do to be able to to uh, to drive trucks and uh, make some good money? I said, do you really want to know? And uh, they were like, yeah. And I told them this right here. I said, well, first of all, when you become 18 years old, get your CDL license mm-hmm. in your state, and you just drive uh, locally. You can't cross state lines, but you drive intrastate. You okay. see what I'm saying? Right. And so you uh, get the CDL license, and I prefer get something that's like flatbed or something like that. You know, start doing some flatbed training. Then once the time you turn 21 years old, when you turn 21 years old, now you can cross state lines, and uh, you get you get the uh, you got the CDL, and you already got some training with you. Right. And so you keep doing the training and everything for another two years. Once you do the training for another two years, guess what? Now you can get on with Landstar because you're 23 years old. Mm. But guess what? You already got the experience. You're going to be able to move up. You probably already done bought the truck. You already done bought the trailer. You see what I'm saying? Right. You done did what you're supposed to do. Plus you got some money saved. Now you're 23 years old. By the time you're 24, you're going to be bumped up to an SD4, which means you can haul stuff that's like um, 12 feet wide. In another six months, you're going to be bumped up to an SD5, which you can haul like basically unlimited stuff. Gotcha. When you get to the point to where you can haul unlimited stuff, that's where the money is at. Mm. And so you can be making two fifty all the way up to like endless amounts of money, three hundred or four hundred thousand with one with one truck. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. ain't nobody showing nobody that stuff like that. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like right, right, you can right. be by the time you're twenty five, you can be raking in so much money, it is crazy. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Wow, like if wow, you wow. get that's going to show you, okay, look, this is what you want to do. This is the type of trust you want to get. This is the training. But a lot of people don't want to learn. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, they don't know what questions to ask. You see what I'm saying? Right. And so if we learn, if we if we get to the point where we want to learn, we get to the point where we become singularly focused on what we want to do, and we put a goal right there in mind and say, you know what? I want to achieve this right here. And if I don't give you a plan from the time you're 18 to the time of 25, Man, you can have you can have you a truck. If you want to be a truck driver, you can be doing that, and the truck won't own you. You'll own the truck, and you'll mm. be able to come home when you want to, do what you want to, and do it how you want to, and you can begin to build your business, become an entrepreneur, build your business from point A to point B, and you'll have somebody right there that's going to help you along the way. No doubt, no doubt. Amen. Yeah. So, so you so you talk about so you mentioned Landstar. So is that where you got your career started? Is that kind of the path that you took? Tell me about your journey from when you first when you when you jumped in, you got started um, into the trucking. How how how, how, how did tell, tell me about that? 
Man, when I jumped in the truck, it was 2007, and it was a straight nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nightmare, man. We, I wasn't getting paid much money. I was driving for uh for uh, I was driving for Swift. I went out to Salt Lake City to get my to do my training and to get my license and stuff like that, man. And when I went out there, uh, when I when I went out to Salt Lake City to get my license and stuff, man, it was crazy because um, I, I live in Georgia. And it took me three and a half weeks to get my license because it was a snowstorm. Mm. And so it was like almost four weeks. So I went out there like the beginning of December of 07. And then it was February, the beginning of February when I came back home. Okay, okay. And I had a newborn and I didn't see my wife bad. Hey, it was crazy. <laughs> and so I started, then I started with, uh, well, I started with Central Refrigeration then. I went to Swift, and when I got to Swift, uh, I was a company driver, and then I went to become a lease purchase driver. Okay. Which I don't encourage that because that ended up being a nightmare. Also, so, 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 so talk about that. Why why do you not encourage the um, being a lease purchase driver? Uh, well, I don't encourage that because man, you know, like some of these deals and stuff, like this fine print and stuff they have in the. In, in the paperwork and stuff, um, uh, you really can't make no money. You just riding just to pay the truck off, and then you got a dispatcher over here who's gonna dispatch you with the with the loads. And it's like they count your money. And what I mean by counting your money is they're gonna let you make some money, but they're not gonna make let you make the money that you should be making as a lease as a lease driver. Because Bas they basically they hate us. Basically, they hate us. Basically. Um, I said they're haters, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're haters. Okay. And so, like, the money that you see people from Landstar making, they're happy and different stuff like that. And then you come over here, you say, like, yeah, I got my own truck, but I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> and you're mad because don't know, like, you're not getting no money. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You're not seeing the results of the money that you're getting. You see what I'm saying? You're not seeing anything. So it, it's like, okay, I'm making enough money to pay my truck note and to put fuel in the truck. But I'm still, it's like I'm still a company driver. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? I'm still just making, like, after it's all said and done, I'm making, like, six or $700, maybe $1,000, but I got to run my butt off. <laughs> if, if it's just me, I shouldn't have to run 4,000 miles a week. Right. Like, man, you can't sleep. You gotta, right, right. You gotta, right. You, gotta, you had to mess with the law book and everything, man. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So I would I wouldn't encourage that you know I always tell people like this right here like uh, before you jump into something go ahead and get some advice from some, from somebody that knows the game uh, even if you have to pay for it you know um, even if you have to pay for the advice and pay for somebody's time go ahead and pay for that advice so uh, before you jump into something and um, and that's what that's what I, that's why I provide the service I provide because. Uh, because I see too many people jumping into the trucking industry, and when they jump in there, they uh, they jump in head first and, oh, I'm going to get me a truck just because they had the money, just because they had a credit, or right. just because they want to be an investor. They just say, you know, I'm going to jump in there. Boom! Now right. you get in there, and, and and the truck that you done got, because somebody does fast talk you, the truck you done got, uh, it's known for having problems. So mm. they don't sold you. They don't sell you a, uh, it, it, it feels nice. The driver's seat feels nice and everything, but, you know, it, it looks clean, right. but it won't feel a heel. You know, right. they got a horrible pack 
engine in it. You know, the engine known for like giving problems, and you know, this engine is known for breaking down at this amount of miles and different things like that. Like that stuff, you could have avoided if you would have came and talked to somebody. Like people ask me all the time, this right here, Larry, what type of truck should I buy? And I tell them, uh, if you're just starting out, now you're a freightliner. Mm-hmm. That's easy. Mm-hmm. You know, like I wouldn't go out and buy. We all know that Kenworth and Peterbilt, you know, they keep their value. But a freightliner is something that, you know, you can get started with. You can buy the parts everywhere. You can go anywhere you want to go. You right. know, they got service shops all over the place. Buy your freightliner. Get get used to the trucking game and get used to the uh, the different parts and compon- components that the truck have on it. Uh, because that's that's an easy truck. That's a that's a working man truck. It's like the Honda so, Accord of, of trucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And so after after I was with Swift, I had stopped I had stopped driving again. Um and then I was at home and I started driving for another company. Uh and this company was for um uh, Wiley Sanders. Okay. Uh, truck line in uh Troy, Alabama. Okay. And so I was driving for them and they was pretty much they they that was a cool company. I could like if I wanted to take off, I could take off. Uh, whatever I wanted to do, like you know, there wasn't no, there wasn't no. I like to call them slave drivers. They wasn't. It, come on, you gotta get the load. They got a hot load. Gotta get slave. Come on, let's right, go. Right, right, right. They wasn't nobody like that. But they was uh, they was really, they was really legit. And uh, but the thing is, um, they didn't have that. You know, you didn't make that much money there. You know okay. what I'm saying? Okay. You'd be lucky if you made a thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? And you, and you were a company driver there, not an owner operator, right? You at this I was point, a company driver there. Okay, okay, got yeah. you, got you. So what, what happened with the lease with the lease situation? Like, how how'd you get out of that? Yeah, well, um, what happened was my truck, uh, my truck had a faulty switch or something like that. It had, um, and the it didn't tell me when oil lights was coming on. It had, it didn't tell me nothing. Mm. And man, my truck completely like. Locked down. Wow. And like it was a brand new truck, man. And the thing, I, I love this truck too, man. <laughs> it was a brand new truck, man. It was faulty, man. And uh, the truck like locked down or whatever. I took it into the shop, and it was like, yeah, man, it's gonna be like thirty-five thousand dollars for fix. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> But it's under warranty, and you don't have to worry about it because uh, you don't have to worry about it because it's a uh, it's a uh, covered under warranty. But uh, you want to pay that thirty five thousand, or you want to get you another truck? I said, uh, 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 man, I'll I'll go ahead and get another truck. I was I was having to run, run, run. Yeah, and I, w- I wasn't able to do that if I was just just sitting down. You know what right. I'm saying? So they got me to the point to where I was able to uh, get me another truck, and that. That first truck I had, it was blue. The second truck I had was yellow. Okay. And I didn't like that truck for nothing, man. It, it seemed like I was sticking out everywhere, man. Was, <laughs> I used to call that truck Big Bird, you know? <laughs> and so, shoot, I, I started training and stuff like that. And and um, and then I, I just left them. Okay. Yeah, I left okay. them. Gotcha. Yeah, I, had, I, had, I, I was training. And the reason why I left because uh I was training. And the trainee that I had, had a wreck in my truck. Mm, wow. He had a wreck in my truck and was backing up, hit somebody else. Then he had another wreck in my truck. And they was like, hey, look, 
the tra- trainees that you don't have in your truck, they keep hitting stuff, so we're going to have to let you guys go. I'm like, let you guys go? Like, <laughs> it, was, it was an old crazy stuff, man. Oh, so, man, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. That, then, that's when I, I started uh, That's when I started driving, you know, for Wiley Sanders. Okay. Okay, and yeah. and and and, and after and, and after Wiley Sanders, what happened? What, who who who's next? What happened next? Yeah, after after Wiley Sanders, that's when I started driving for Landstar. Okay, and so Landstar was my that's what that's where I stopped at right there. Right, and I, I rested my hat right there because Landstar was Landstar was the place I always wanted to drive for, but it was always okay. I had too many tickets on my license, or the ticket wasn't normal, wasn't. What not my life? Or I just didn't have the money to get the uh, to get the truck that I wanted at the time. You know, right. what I'm it was always either one of those issues right there. Because right. when I first came in the trucking game, I would always interview people. I would always talk to people and say, "Hey, look, man, what's the best trucking company out there?" What's the and back then everybody was saying Landstar, man, Landstar. Mm. And so now everybody says Landstar, Landstar. So dude, <laughs> I, I said, man, I, when I get my money up, I'm going to Landstar. Right, and right, that's right. Exactly what I did. Okay. Okay. Now I, I see you do like a, a a lot of um, you you you're like a big ambassador or um for for Landstar like you, like YouTube videos and on your Instagram you're always talking about Landstar and like how how does that relationship work? Is that something you just do? You've initiated on your own, or is that something that you you know work with Landstar on? Talk to me about that. Yeah. Well, um, I was doing video. I did one video. And um, I, I talked about my experience with Landstar, and then, um, and then um, I knew they had a referral program. Okay. <laughs> when, I, when I knew they had a referral program, I was like, man, uh, uh, I need to, I need to step my game up. So I did one video, and then after I did the video or whatever, I didn't really see nothing. I really wasn't even worried about anything. So then after that, uh, after that first video I did, I guess it was about a month later, I got a check. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no, no, my God. <laughs> so, okay, 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 okay. And so after that right there, boy, I started pumping out videos, talking about it, my experience, giving truckers advice and stuff like that. Mm. And then um, and then that that was my, and that's how that came about. And then um, and then I was repping them so, so much. Um, and giving you know, giving giving them so much attention that I you know I really I really love Landstar. I love the crossing agency who I you know promote and stuff. Uh, and matter of fact, if you if you're thinking about coming to Landstar, you should give them a call at eight four four eight nine nine seven nine one nine and tell them your boy L Boogie sent you. And, yeah, and yeah. I agree with you. They're gonna help you. They're gonna help you get through the process. You don't have to call, but when you're when you're uh when you come over to Landstar. Now you're a business owner, so the 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 most contacts you can have, you know, the, as many contacts as you can get, you need to go ahead and get them. So I like to start people off to say, okay, look, the crossing agency, let the crossing agency be your your first call before, and they can help you through the door, they can help you through the process and everything. They have they have loads themselves themselves, and um, you know, they have a plethora of people that work for them. Mm. So if you're thinking about getting on with them, that's 844-899-7919. Call, ask them about Landstar, tell them L Boogie sent you. And um and I guarantee you, man, they're gonna they're gonna hook you up with some stuff and they're gonna uh they're gonna make your um uh, your life a whole lot better. 
Let's let's talk so, about that. So some somebody who's interested in that, who's looking at that as an opportunity, talk to me about the experience uh, partnering up with Landstar. Like like, what do you run in? You know, how how does it work? Talk to me about the financial side of it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you got to get too deep into it, but just for somebody who's interested, talk to me about that. Okay, like to come on the Landstar. Basically, uh, I don't have the requirements like right in front of me, mm-hmm. but uh, I know you got to be twenty three years old. Uh, can't have any felonies um, for a certain amount of years, and you can't. Um, you got your driving record has to be uh, clean. I don't think you can have like over a year, um, over a year of like uh, a speeding ticket and stuff like that. Right, any violations? Year. Okay. Yeah, violations and stuff like that. DOT violations and stuff. Um, but like I said before, if you if you want more information about that, you give them a call at 844-899-7919, or I may just do a video on it on YouTube, and you can follow my page, L Boogie, on YouTube, and once you follow my page, you'll get the information that I'm talking about right now. Okay. Also, mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to the fin- uh, when it comes to um, different uh, different things that you can pull at Landstar, you have. You have the vans, you have the reefers, you have you have a step bed, you got flat bed. Uh, Landstar does not provide a reefer unit, so if you want a reefer unit, you have to pull that your own self. Okay. Uh, but that, um, <laughs> you have to bring that along your, uh, yourself. But okay. uh, they do provide if you don't have your own trailer, they will provide you a um, a van trailer, or you can bring your own van trailer on. Um, and then, if you want a step deck or a flatbed, you you can bring that on too. If you don't, if you uh, don't want to use Landstar's trailer. Now, as far as the percentages go, um, if uh, that all depends on your contract. I know people that's older. Uh, I mean, that's been with Landstar longer. They have they get more of a percentage than the seventy three percent that I get since I'm a step deck open platform. You know, but if you're gonna if you're gonna be pulling, uh, if you're gonna be pulling like a step deck or or a flatbed, you're gonna get like seventy three percent. If you're gonna be pulling a van, van drivers get sixty five percent. Okay. Now, I I tell people like this right here. People are like, man, <laughs> Landstar taking thirty five percent of my money. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, y- yes they are. But look at the rates that Landstar has. Mm. The, the the rates are way higher. Then the other rates that's out here on the load board that you can find on the DAT load board, the rates are through the roof. So, gotcha. yeah, you can afford to give up that 35%. But then somebody will come to me and say, well, what about, uh, what, man, I'm over here at my company, man, and I get 80, I get 80%, man, of, of the load. I talked to one guy. This guy said he gets 90% of the load. But I'm like, man, 90% of what, though? Right. It's a lower rate altogether. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's a, it's a lower weight, so you get ninety percent, but you get ninety percent of what? So you have to find out. Okay, yes, you're over here getting ninety percent, or you get eighty percent. But how much are you bringing home? What what are you what are you having to pay? You see what I'm saying? Because if you tell me you get ninety percent, but your insurance is higher than mine, but mm-hmm. you're having but your trailer rent is higher than mine, you know, and all that other stuff is higher than mine. Guess what? At the end of the day, I'm still making money. I'm still right. making more money than you. Right, right, you know right, what I'm right. Um, because uh, because I'm able to give away that 35. percent You know, I don't heard of people. They got to do their pay. They got to do all their paperwork and everything, man. But they get more of a, they get more of a percentage. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so you have to get to the point where you say, okay, 
I'm getting this much percent, but how much am I getting? Um, how much am I? How much am I keeping from what I'm getting? Right, 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 for sure, for sure. So, so currently, you have you have one truck on with Landstar right now. Yeah, one truck. Okay, so what 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 are your plans for expanding with them? Do you plan on getting more trucks with them, or what 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 are you, what are you looking at as far as expanding your business? Yeah, as far as um, expanding my business, I do want to get an, I do want to get several more trucks. I want I want to build a fleet. Okay. Um, I want to build a fleet. I want to employ people. My ultimate, even from day one, I've never been somebody who likes to work for anybody. I've always I don't you know I don't even like it. I don't even like being. I, I I I like driving trucks, but I'm gonna do it on my time. There you, you go. know what I'm saying? Like when sure. I want to. For I'd sure. rather be at the house and leave out once or twice a month. Just if I get the urge, hey, look, I want to go to Dallas, Texas, or I want to go to Wisconsin or something. I'd rather do that right there. But I'd rather have people working for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For sure. I'd rather have people working for me and doing that, and why I just sit at the house. <laughs> I love, I love this house, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, love I got kids, man. So, man, I'm not mad at that, man. You 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 put enough work in at some point. You deserve to be able to sit at the house, man, and and yeah, yeah. and deploy some of your capital out there to make money for you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I do plan on building a fleet. Um, I do plan on um uh I'm, I'm really wanting to build a conglomerate, man, and just pull pull from different areas. You know, I always tell people like this right here. You know, there's nothing wrong with apprenticeship before ownership. Uh, a lot of people, they want to own everything right now. Oh, it's mine. It's mine. I, you know, like, hey, man, it, it's okay. Right. <laughs> you don't have to go and get your authority right out the gate just to say, yeah, man, it's my, my, it's, it's my truck. It's my authority. Can't nobody tell me what to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. I ain't got to give nobody no money. I ain't got to do this. I ain't got to do that. But, hey, look, it's okay to have apprenticeship before ownership. And I don't have to build everything. You know, like, I want my own trucking company, just like Landstar has there. I want my own mechanic shop and all this different stuff like that. But guess what? Once I get the capital, once I get the credit, the business credit and stuff like that right there, I can go to a company that has a brokerage or that has agencies and stuff like this and say, hey, look, I want to buy this company. Or, right. hey, look, once you partner with me, I got, I got 50 trucks. I got 100 trucks over here that I can partner with. And I got dispatchers over here that I can partner with. I got these people over here and bring all of them people together. And plus, I got a shop over here that I can I can uh, have people work on the trucks and stuff like that. So I got five to six different moving pieces that come together, and you got one conglomerate. And now, overnight, you done built this. Uh, you done built this huge trucking company. Basically, well, it ain't been overnight, but right, right, right. You know, Take some time. <laughs> but yeah, I got you. you I got you. You done put these pieces together. To make something, to make something go and make something flow, and um, and um, you're able to be successful that way. Gotcha. And so I don't have, I'm not one that tries. I don't have to build something from the ground up, but I can take something over here if I got to buy this company or buy that company and buy three more other companies and put them all together to make things work. Hey, look, let's do it. There you go. There you go. No, I got you. I got you. So talk to me a little bit about your consulting. So you, you, you have, you, you have a consulting piece to what you do. Um, somebody who would be interested in reaching out to you, just give them an idea what, what kind of information they would get from speaking with you from a consulting um, standpoint. Well, from a consulting standpoint, um, what, what I do, I, uh, I, 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 uh, I ask a lot of questions because I and I let them talk because I want to hear what they're I want to hear what they're saying. I want to hear what they 
what's the point, what, where they're really trying to get to. And most of the time, if somebody if somebody's coming in, they're, they're trying to get to the money. Where is the money? <laughs> right, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so, I, I, so, so from my standpoint, what I do is um, uh, I, I, I tell them, hey, look, this is what you can do. This is how you can go about it. If you're looking for uh, dispatchers, if you're looking for brokers, if you're looking for a shop, uh, like for instance, I had I had one guy call me, um, and he was he was saying, "Hey, look, man, I don't have any, I don't I don't know where to get loads from, man." And the agencies that I'm working with, man, they, they seem like they cancel all my loads and stuff like that right there. Well, guess what? I already got I I got three agencies right now, and just in the clutch. Mm, got <laughs> you. He, you know, he paid me for the consulting, but after he paid me for the consulting, I said, "Boop, here you go, right here." I said, "Where you live at, man?" He right. said, well, I, I, live in, I live in Atlanta, but I have this, uh, uh, this is something that he does on the side. Right. So he lives in Atlanta, and um, one, and he's looking for a shop. Well, guess what? I got three shops just in the clutch right here in Atlanta. Boom, you here go. you go right here. There I just you made your life a whole lot easier. And you just spent one hundred and fifty dollars for thirty minutes. <laughs> for sure, and, 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 and a lot of time when you reach out to somebody like yourself, it's the network that they have. You know, in, in addition to the knowledge that they have, that that can help you. And like you said, save save them some money and some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sure. like I said, like it, if you go and get you a truck, like a lot of people ask me about trucks. What should I do? What should I get? How should I how should I find drivers? How should I, Man, it's a plethora of questions that people ask me, but when people are asking me these things, you know, like, I got the knowledge for you. You right. know what I'm saying? I can, right. I can let you know what to do and how to do it. Like, I, I was talking to one individual. Uh, they came up to me and told me, uh, hey, look, man, I, I just got this truck, and I um, I spent this amount of money on it. And I, and, uh, I said, well, did you, get, did you get this done to it? Did you get that done to it? No, I, I didn't know I was doing it. See, they were just gung ho about getting a truck. Right. Guess what happened? Two weeks later, the truck breaks down. And it's a five thousand dollar. <laughs> it's a wow. five thousand dollar repair. Wow. Well, if you would have called me in the first place, guess what? You could have you could have spent one hundred fifty dollars for thirty minutes with me. Right. And then, <laughs> then just said, you know what? Let me spend this hundred fifty dollars with Larry, so I can get this advice and know what to do, know what where to go, how to go, and everything like that. And now you you could have saved you five thousand dollars. There we go. So, so if if y'all out there listening, give Larry a call, man. Give Larry's going to save yeah. you guys some money. Give me up in the DM because it really goes down in the DM. It goes <laughs> down. In the DM. It goes down yeah. in the DM. Uh, yeah. All right. So, so knowledge and everything you want in the DM. There, <laughs> there we go. So, talk to me about this book. You touched on the, the book that you wrote, um, "More Than a Conqueror," um, which, yeah. which I think is is amazing, man, because it's it's, it's great to see that you know you took a. a, a that step to write a book. Talk to me, what inspires yeah. you to write a book and, and, and just a little bit um, about uh, what it's about and where that book could be found? Okay, yeah. What inspired me to write a book was my wife was working as a parapro, like a teacher's assistant in, in a school. And um, and I have friends that's administrators and, and teachers and stuff like that. And every so often I would hear different stories coming from them about how the kids would make excuses and for why they, you know, why why they're getting in trouble and why they can't get stuff done. And so sometimes I would go to the schools and I would, you know, talk to the students and different things like that. And, and I said, and I and I would talk to them. And while I'm talking to them, you know, they, they said, man, you don't know, man, you don't understand, you don't, you don't. I said, man, look, I do understand. You you, you don't know where I come from, right? And so then, 
one day, one of my friends had called me, and he told he was telling me about uh, something that was going on in um in the school and how this student was doing this and doing that. And I I just got ticked off, man. I was in my truck. I got ticked off, man. I said, man, this, like I'm so tired of people making excuses for why they can't be successful. And mm. you call the teachers racist. Yeah, you may have some racist teachers. Yeah, all these teachers ain't racist. You know what I'm saying? Like you, right. you may have somebody that's uh, doing something, but everybody ain't doing nothing. Right, 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 right. So I got ticked off, man, and I, and I started, I started uh, writing. I said, you know what? They finna hear this right here. Mm. And I started telling them about my story, and I started telling them what I went through and how I overcame different stuff like that. And the first day, I wrote like uh, 30, like 30 pages. The second day, I wrote, I was up to uh, 90 pages. And the third day, I was up to, uh, I wrote the book in three days. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, I wrote the book in three days, and I was just writing about my, I was just telling my life. And that's not even all the stories about of my life. I was just writing just, it was just coming to me, and I was just writing the stuff down. And so, but then after that, man, it took me forever to get the thing edited and published and everything like that. It didn't have to take that long. I was just dragging my feet. But every time I would hear a different story, I'd be like, man, I got to I gotta finish this book. I got to finish editing this book. Yeah, and yeah. so I finished editing the book, and I, and, um, I was like, man, I got to go back and change this. got to go back and change that. And then one person came up to me in December and said, hey, man, you're you you you're going to wait forever if you're trying to make every single, you're trying to cross every every T and dot every I and trying to make sure this thing is just perfect. The information right. is the information. Put the thing out. There you change go. it. Right? I and always so, tell people done is better than perfect, man. Done is better yeah, than perfect. You <laughs> is right on it. You <laughs> is right on it. <laughs> and so what happened was um, – this is the thing right here that made me come out with it like almost instantaneously because one of the people that I have in my book, they end up getting shot and killed. Wow. Um, in December. Mm. And uh, I didn't put their name in the book, but they're in the book. And, um, and they end up getting shot and killed in December. And when they end up getting shot and killed, I said, man, I'm coming out with the book. I'm coming mm. out with the book because I'm thinking to myself, man, like, what if my book, what if he would have read my book and maybe that could have prevented something? You know mm, what I'm saying? Got you, got so you, got you. What if, what if he could have read this or read that, you know? And so now what I do is with my books and stuff like that, what I, and this is the plan all the way around. Um, I sell I sell my books to adults, a lot of, uh, you know, to adults and stuff like that. And I keep books, I, I try to keep books on me at all times, but I sell my books to adults, people they can buy. But I, I sell them. For what I sell them for, so that I can get more books, so that I can give the books out to the people who can't afford to buy the books. Okay, gotcha. Because these young people, young people, uh, the the places where I go and the places that need to read my book don't have the money to pay for the book. You right. know what I'm saying? They, right. they don't. They don't value what whatever it is. So gotcha. what I do is I, I usually end up giving the book to them. To them, like some, I had like uh, three teenagers that I was talking to the other day that was that I just felt like compelled that I need to get a book to them. So I just gave my all three the book, had a power talk with them, you know, and everything. And I felt good. And so that's why, that's uh, one thing that I plan on doing is just buying the books in bulk. And like when I go to schools and stuff, give out the book. Cause I'm not trying to get rich off the book. Gotcha. You know? Gotcha. I'm not trying to get rich off the book. 
I just want to go and share my story. And that's my ultimate passion right there. That's why I want to do trucks. That's why I want to, that's why I want to have the fleet of trucks and different things like that so that I can really go out and speak, speak in schools and share my story and te teach people how to overcome and quit making excuses. Beautiful, beautiful. I like that, man. And so you can go find a book on Amazon. It's called More Than a Conqueror um, <clears throat> and uh, by Larry Cothers. And uh, I think you're gonna really enjoy the book. You, you're really gonna, cause it's something for it's something for everybody in there. It got it got something for entrepreneurs. It's something for people that you know that that procrastinate. It's something for people that are learning to start a business. People that's in college, middle school, and different stuff like that. In elementary school, if you're dealing with fear, if you're dealing with depression, whatever you're dealing with, there's something for you in that book that'll help you get over the that'll help you get over the the hump and, um, you know, encourage people. And you'll see me in a whole different light. Like, man, I didn't know he did that. I didn't know he thought about that. I didn't know he did You know what I'm saying? So my story is how I overcame it. So, nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, y'all definitely um, go and support that book on Amazon, More Than a Conqueror. Um, anything else you want to add? I mean, we, we I, I think that's a perfect note to wrap it, to kind of wrap it up. Um, any final thoughts? Um, and also just share your, your, your social media with everybody so they know how to, how to reach you and how to connect with you. Get in the DMs, as you said. But just give us some final thoughts to end the show. Okay. All right, man. So uh, my final thought to you would be be yourself. Be yourself. Don't be trying to be like nobody else. You ain't got to try to be like Jay-Z. You don't have to try to be like uh, 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 Beyonce. You don't even have to try to be like me. God created you unique. You need to be, be yourself. You're you you're the only one as your 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 fingerprint. You there's no one else in the world that has your fingerprint. That's right. So you need to be yourself. God created you uh uh the way he created you so that you can be yourself, not that you could be uh, uh um he created you original so you could be original. He there didn't you create go. you to be no copy. There so you be yourself and it, it, the way you do business is, you know, do business your way. You don't have to do it like you don't have to do it like uh, uh, Warren Buffett does it or, or Donald Trump or you don't have to do it like, you know, uh, uh, you know, you don't have to do it like me or you don't have to do it like, you know, the tax pro or whoever, <laughs> you know, do, do it like you do it. Right. Um, right. Because the way, the way that you do it, you're the only one that can do what you do. There if you, you keep doing if you try to do what everybody else is doing, you guess what? You're, you're going to end up trying to figure out, man, why, why didn't, why didn't this work right here? Why didn't that work? Well, right. it, it, it ain't going to work because you, they didn't tell you everything they did to be able to get to the place that they are right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? All, all you see is what they're putting on social media, but you didn't see what went behind the scenes. For sure. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And so my thought would be to be yourself, uh, make, sure that you, uh, make sure that you continually learn, continually to grow, uh, uh, be, 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 be like be a person that like thrive on learning, mm -hmm. you know, and the most powerful thing in the world, I got this from, I forgot what TV show it was, it was from, The Wire, yeah. <laughs> the most powerful thing in the world, the most powerful person in the world is a person with a library card. Mm. If you can go get you a library card, guess what? You can read as much as you need to read because mm. can't nobody stop you from reading. That's fair. You know, That's a fact. Go get you a library card and empower yourself. Readers are leaders. Yeah, yeah. Readers are leaders. There we go. There we go. And let's. Uh, what's what's your social media so people can reach out to you and connect with you? 
Okay, social media. Uh, you can reach out uh, uh, on Facebook, L Boogie Speaks, or Larry Conference. Um, uh, 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 on uh, on YouTube, it's L Boogie, and on the uh, uh, I just changed it on uh, <laughs> Instagram. It's the Trucking Consultant. Okay. So okay. yeah. So it's the Trucking Consultant on Instagram, and if you look on YouTube, look up L Boogie. Uh, and also, you can follow my page, um, Larry Cochran, on or L Boogie Speaks on uh, Facebook. There you go. Well, thank you for your time today, man. I really appreciate you joining me on the show. Um, you gave Thanks, a wealth, wealth, wealth of knowledge today. And, um, you yeah. know, I, I really appreciate it, man. This is what it's about, man. Sharing each one, teach one, and, and just building together as a community. Yeah. I really appreciate you too, man. Y'all, y'all make sure y'all watch this show, man. I, you know, I, I was, I was, I was trying to get, uh, I was trying to uh, find, find some other short shows to see what I was going to talk about. And, I mean, not shows. Uh, I was trying to find some other episodes to see what everybody else talked about. I just didn't get around to it to see what everybody <laughs> else was talking about. But right. I said, man, I'm just going there and be myself and you know do what I do. And so, yeah, this your boy L Boogie with the hoodie. I'm blessing the Lord, how to favor, excited about Jesus, excited about the word of God, my cup is running over and I still want some more. How about you? Bang, bang, bang. There you go. My man. Thank you, Mr. <laughs> Catherine. Hey, thank you too, man. Appreciate it, brother. I'll talk to you soon, man. Be, be blessed and be safe. If you like what you heard, it's only going to get better. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to learn or hear more about. Till next time, love is love, truck and hustle.